Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to episode, we will look very closely at the parable of the sower and look at the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. We will explore the types of soils in the heart, what can be a seed, and how can you make sure that you know how to reap the harvest that God has planned for you. Sowing and reaping is a natural and a spiritual law. It is the law of cause and effect. Let's begin by looking at the parable of the sower in Luke 8, 4-15. When a large crowd was gathering together and people from city after city were coming to him, he spoke to them using a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the sky ate it up. And some seed fell on the shallow soil covering the rocks, and it soon sprouted and withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. And some fell onto good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As he said these things, he called out, Who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Now his disciples began asking him what this parable meant. And he said, To you who have been chosen has been granted to know and recognize the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is parables, so that those seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the meaning of the parable is this. The seed is the word of God concerning eternal salvation. Those beside the road are the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes the message of God away from their hearts so that they will not believe in me as the Messiah and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are the people who, when they hear, receive, and welcome the word with joy, but these have no firmly grounded root. They believe for a while, and in time of trial of temptation, they fall away from me and abandon their faith. The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, but they go on their way and are suffocated with anxieties, riches, and pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. But as for the seed in good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word with good and noble heart and hold on to it tightly and bear fruit with patience. Let's look at these three soils that had problems and pick out the problems. And while paying attention to that, think about your own heart. Do any of these three soils relate to you? Jesus explains in this verse that the seed represents the word of God, the truth of the gospel. You share the gospel by sharing the truth of your life. Where were you? How did God grab your heart? How has he transformed you? Your gospel will always reflect the love and truth of God and the word of God. In the parable, the seed fell on four different types of ground. Only one produced the crop harvest. Let's look at closely at the four types of ground. The seed that fell on the road had no soil, and it was wide open for getting trampled on or eaten by birds. There was nothing to protect it. To have no soil is to have no biblical foundation in your life, no word of God written on your heart. 
No community of the body of Christ to disciple and support you. This is how the devil has an opportunity to rob you of the seed. The seed that fell on the rocks sprouted and then died for lack of moisture. A person can receive the message of God with joy, and then at the first trial or temptation, they lack the living water and the depth of the soil to withstand it, and the newly sprouted plant withers. The seed that fell on the thorns was choked out. This represents the person who allows the busyness of the world or the pleasures of the world to have them fixing their eyes on the wrong things and essentially allow those issues of this world to rob them of their seed and destiny. This is like letting weeds overtake the garden of your heart. The last seed fell on fertile soil and was able to produce a crop 100 times the seed. This represents a person who has a proper heart posture and keeps their eyes on Jesus. We will spend most of the rest of this episode on what it takes to have fertile soil. Farmers know that seeds need good soil, sunlight, water, weeding, and time to grow into fruit-bearing crops. With the right conditions, a tiny seed can produce hundreds of other fruit-bearing crops and seeds. God is a God of multiplication. He is not a God of addition or subtraction. Healthy soil can produce crops of 100 times what is sown. Think for a moment about an apple. One apple has five seeds. One seed can produce a tree that produces 120 apples every single year. One seed can. God multiplies in fertile soil. So think about what the world would be like if every Christian truly spent the time and prepared their hearts, drank deeply into the living water, spent time in prayer, conversation with God, and in the Word of God, allowing the Word to be written on their hearts, How much would God be able to use you 100 times more than the investment you are making in your heart to help people? It would be a completely different world. Let's take this farming metaphor a little bit deeper and look at the Christian life if you were a successful farmer. So let's look at each of the components of what's required for a healthy crop. So let's dive into the soil first. The soil is a critical component to a healthy plant and a healthy Christian life. Spiritually speaking, the soil represents your heart. Tilling the soil of your heart is like deliverance, allowing God to break up the hard bits of your heart and soften it by healing onion layers of pride and selfishness so that you can be moldable and pliable in his hands. Your heart attitude is the key. Generosity is at the very core of fruitfulness. So to tithe with a stingy spirit or out of a sense of obligation does not return to you multiplied because it's not being sown in fertile soil. It's being sown with a bad attitude. Make sure your heart has healthy soil by spending time with Jesus in the Word, 
learning more what it means to have prosperity in your heart, properly postured toward him and not the world, this will keep your heart fed with the truth and soften your heart so that the Lord can work with you. Sunlight is encouragement. Surround yourself with people who believe in God and in you and your mission. Let them shed the warm sunshine of encouragement and give you energy for the work. Being sunshine for others is important as well. God is the comforter, so connecting with him will encourage your heart. And there are so many encouraging verses in the Bible as well. Immerse yourself in these scriptures. Every life has its difficult seasons, and we're never meant to navigate them alone. Surround yourself with encouraging people and be an encouraging person for others. Water is revitalization. Water is absolutely necessary for life. We can live without food for much longer than we can live without water. Water refreshes, revitalizes, and brings health to plants and body. The living water is the Holy Spirit within each believer. He is there and is ready to revitalize you. But you need to acknowledge him with prayer to receive his full benefits. The Holy Spirit revitalizes your soul and makes sense of the word of God for you. This is what Jesus meant when he said that not everybody is going to understand. The Holy Spirit helps you understand the scriptures. He is your comforter and your helper. And it is through prayer, conversations, and time with God, like you do in the encounters here on this podcast, that you engage with the Holy Spirit in your life and can be refreshed and renewed. Jesus taught about the living water when he spoke to the woman at the well. In response to the woman's question about how she could give Jesus a drink from the well without a ladle, Jesus instructs her in John 4, 10 to 14, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will come in them as a spring of water welling up to eternal life. As long as you continue to have access to the living water, you will grow into that person that God has created you to become. Fertilizing is like learning from life's challenges. The manure of life is there to fertilize. Fertilization occurs when you learn from the challenges and lessons of your life. We always pray for God to take away our challenges. But in fact, true growth and lessons come when we allow God to bring us through a challenge. You are more equipped to serve and help others when God has taught you key lessons from your challenges. By sharing what you have learned, you can encourage people and show them the way to freedom. You are more useful to the kingdom, healed, than you would be if you were sick or stuck in your sins. God promises to turn everything around for good. So when you live through the challenges of life, 
the Lord adds blessings to you multiplied. Weeding is like purging negativity in your life. Weeds choke out healthy crops and are fruitless. Weeds love neglect. They quickly grow out of control, just like negative thoughts. Don't let negativity creep into your life because it will quickly kill off your dreams and kingdom impact. And don't surround yourself with negative people. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Take your thoughts captive, and you will weed the garden of your heart and stay on track for God's perfect plans for you. Time and patience. Can you imagine a farmer going out one day, planting the seeds, and then the next day being disappointed that there's no crop? Success takes time. Work on your Christian life daily. God doesn't measure the outcome. He measures your journey. God wants you to seek him and walk with him obediently day by day. It is the waiting season that often gets us off track, expecting God to do things for us when we want him to and in the timing that we expect it is one of Satan's favorite things to try to take you off track with. So understanding that your Christian life is a process and that God is working things through you one day at a time is important for you to understand and agree with God about. Don't dig up your seeds. Don't let your impatience get you off track. God prepares you day by day for the blessings and the plans he has for you. You can lose your way quickly by getting ahead of God or lagging behind him because of your own fears. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. and He will get you where he needs you to be in his perfect timing. God's plans are wiser than yours, so you need to let God be in control of the how and the timing. He is a promise-keeping God. Listen closely to God's plan for you and follow it closely. Continue to stay in contact with God, and he'll lead you one day at a time. Remember, it's his plan to prosper you and give you a future, and he is the source of the multiplication of blessings. The spiritual law of sowing and reaping actually applies to almost anything. It applies to your thoughts, your words, your actions, your money, your talents, your attitude. Everything is a seed. What you sow, you reap. This is both a biblical and a natural principle. At the core, sowing and reaping is about your heart motivations. It's revealed in how you spend your time, your treasures, and your talents. The very same activity with a properly postured heart will bear much fruit and with a stingy heart or a selfish heart will bear the opposite type of fruit. So it's not the activity, it's the heart motivation. So for example, if you give 10% in a tithe with a stingy heart and look at it as a bill that needs to be paid and not as a pouring in or heart of gratitude for what God has given you, then What is returned is stinginess and lack. But giving 10% with a pure heart, motivated by your love of God, can return 30, 60, and 100 times more because God is moved by your heart posture. 
So at the very core, it's all about your heart. The way you spend your time reveals your treasures. What is the most important thing to you? Do you use your talents to serve God or for yourself? And you don't have to be in formal ministry working at a church to serve God with your talents. Reflecting his love, doing whatever you do day by day, is sowing blessings in fertile ground. Time you spend with God credits you for favor here and in heaven. Holy habits of abiding, like worship, praise, prayer, reading the word, face-to-face encounters, are all seeds sown in fertile ground and reap God's favor. Everything is a seed. Every word you speak, every action you take is a seed. It either has the capacity to grow into a healthy fruit-bearing plant, or it can be like a weed that takes over the garden of your heart and robs you of your destiny. While taking my doctoral program, I took a class called Fulfill Your Financial Destiny by Dr. Mark Verkler, and in it he teaches seven keys to seed faith giving and the law of the harvest. He's speaking here of a lifestyle of intentional generosity and mindfulness that everything that you do in life is a seed and can grow into a fruit-bearing harvest with multiplied blessings. Using these seven keys, you can prayerfully and intentionally plant your seeds faithfully in good soil, discerning God's will and intention for you. He will bring forth the harvest. But you must cooperate with God according to the law of sowing and reaping to receive his blessings. Here are the seven keys that Dr. Verkler identified and the scripture that confirms them. The first key is to prepare the soil of your heart and mind. Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. You prepare the soil of your heart and mind by allowing the Lord to access your heart in order to transform you into your Christ identity. This comes from time spent with him in the word, in prayer, and allowing him to speak the truth into your heart and heal all that hinders. Sowing and reaping is actually a metaphor for death and resurrection in this first step. When Paul discusses the doctrine of the resurrection of the body, he uses the analogy of planting a seed to illustrate death. 1 Corinthians 15, 42-44 says, The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor and raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and raised in power. It is sown in a natural body and raised in a spiritual body. A seed must die when it falls to the ground, but that is not the end of its life. It's the beginning of a new life. Trials and challenges of this life cause you to fix your eyes on Jesus, and he tills the soil of your heart and makes you more open and ready to receive his blessings. The more you see Jesus, the more you are able to properly receive the seed, and the more you give access to him to prepare the soil of your heart to be able to be fertile and ready to produce a healthy crop. The second key is to deliberately plant every activity of your life as a seed to God. Ephesians 6, 7 and 8 says, 
rendering service with goodwill as to the Lord and not only to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, he will receive this back from the Lord. The universal love sowing and reaping confirms that you reap the kind of seed that is sown. If you sow with a pure, generous heart, you will reap love and friendship. If you sow with disharmony and selfishness, you will reap chaos and disaster. When you have increased awareness that everything you say and do has a cause and effect, you can be more intentional and so according to God's nature and character. The third key is to discern God's specific assignment for each seed. Galatians 6, 8, 9 says, For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses, will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows in the spirits will from the spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give up. You realize that you can choose to do and say the things that God directs you to do and say. This is the way to fully cooperate with God's plans for you and plant your time, treasures, and talents according to God's will. This brings great power and causes the seed to root itself in good soil. In John 5.19, Jesus reminds us that he did nothing on his own initiative, but only what he saw and heard the Father doing. And in this way, he was constantly, intentionally sowing the seeds of God's will for his ministry. The next key is kind of a twofer, I think, because it says, believe God to multiply the seed but it also emphasizes the need to have a pure heart of generosity. 2 Corinthians 9, 10, and 11 says, Now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for the eater will provide and multiply your seed for sowing, that is, your resources, and increase the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness, kindness, and love. You will be enriched in every way, so that you may be generous, and this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God from those who benefit. In order to believe God, you must have the faith that he is who he says he is, and that if he promises to multiply, he will multiply. It gives God great pleasure when you believe him for his promises, and he delights to reward those that have faith. He delights in the pure heart posture of generosity. Giving freely returns blessings multiplied. Stinginess cancels out the blessing. So again, it's all about your heart posture. And when you fix your eyes on Jesus, he fixes his eyes on you. And his favor flows where his eyes are fixed. The fifth key is to wait expectantly for the seeds to grow while listening for ongoing instructions. Mark 4, 26 to 29 says, Then he said, The kingdom of God is like a man who throws seed on the ground, and he goes to bed at night, gets up every day, and in the meantime the seed sprouts and grows. How does it do this? He does not know. The earth produces crops by itself, first the blade, then the head of the grain, then the mature head, and then the crop ripens, 
and immediately puts to the sickle to reap. Because the time for the harvest has come, God's timing is always perfect. As you wait on the Lord, allow faith to rise. Continue to abide in Christ and follow any additional instructions he gives and allow time for the seed to germinate and begin to grow and bear fruit according to God's will and purposes for it. Key number six, remove the weeds of sin and unbelief. Hebrews 3.12 says, Take care, brothers and sisters, that there not be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses to trust and rely on the Lord, a heart that turns away from the living God. As mentioned already about the parable of the soils, you can start out well and still lose your blessings by your unbelief, your worries, and your disobedience, and even from your impatience and waiting. The Christian life is full of tests. Challenges of life, such as tragedies, busyness, sickness, anxieties, are all tests to see if you believe God for his promises, or will you allow those factors to rob you of your destined fruit-bearing? Stay diligent, especially in the waiting seasons, and tune to the Lord and allow the Comforter and the Mighty Counselor to guide you through dealing with these challenges. Those will give you the opportunity to draw closer rather than falling away. And in that way, you actually weed the garden of your heart. And the final key is to harvest triumphantly, hearing and obeying God's voice. Mark 4.20 says, And those in the last groups are the ones on whom the seed was sown on the good soil. And they heard the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation, and accepted it and bore fruit. 30, 60, and 100 times as much as was sown. The harvest is for the faithful ones who continually abide in Christ and follow his guidance through the seed planting, growing, and harvesting. If you begin with the proper soil, the proper heart, and take proper care of your heart and your seed, you will receive multiplied blessings and fruit bearing. There's one more key point that I wanted to make sure we addressed, and that is that you need to sow consistently if you want to reap consistently. What you reap is proportionate to what you sow. The more seed that is planted, the more fruit that is harvested. The Bible applies this law to your giving, but it also applies to your life. Those who sow generously will be blessed with more than those who don't. 2 Corinthians 9.7 says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. This principle is not necessarily concerned about the amount or size of your gift, as we learn from the story of the widow's might, but it's about the spirit in which the gift is given. God loves a cheerful giver. In Luke 21, 2 and 3, it says, And he saw a poor widow putting two small copper coins and he said, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in proportionately more than all of them. Here's what the Lord had to say about the law of sowing and reaping. He said, a seed is a metaphor for the Christian life. Like a cell in the human body, a seed has the complete genetic code needed to become what it is designed to become. In its initial form, it doesn't look like much. And it certainly does not look like what it has the potential to become. Like the seed embryo, 
I have designed all of you with divine potential and have plans for each of you. Jeremiah 29.11-13 reminds us, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come to me and pray, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So generously and expectingly, Jesus continues, Believe me for the harvest. Tithe faithfully with a generous heart. Be patient as you wait on my promises. Step out in faith when I ask you to do something scary, even if it doesn't make sense to the world. Stay in the word. Prioritize time with me. Ask, seek, and knock for the wisdom to sow seeds consistently. And as you wait for the promises to come to pass, stand on them. Remember that my law of sowing and reaping is absolute. So guard your heart and sow only in my direction and not for yourself. Wrap your seeds in faith and watch what I can do when you cooperate with me for the blessings. The conditions must be right before you can be ready for the future that God has for you and for the soil in your heart to be prepared properly. For some, the conditions are hitting rock bottom in a life of progressive habitual sin. For others, it might be realizing that there's something better for them than a boring, humdrum existence. And others are gradually made ready by the prayers of loved ones or steady deposits of the Word of God and messages of hope. Regardless of the circumstantial differences, a softening of the hard shell of your heart is needed for the soil to have the right heart posture. You must admit that you need God. And you must accept this free gift of salvation. It requires a steady death of self to soften until the soil of a hard heart. Jesus tells us in John 12, 24, Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So we must die to ourselves to find joy. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After you've played with Jesus in your special place for a few minutes, allow him to take you to the garden of your heart. There he will reveal things to you about the current state of the soil of your heart. He may point out what areas need to be weeded, 
He might show you what your harvest is looking like related to how you're presently sowing. Or he may show you areas that need to be worked on in order to prepare for a greater fruit bearing. Allow him to show you in any way that he would like and ask him as many questions as you want about what it would require for you to bear the fruit that he has created you to bear. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. I hope you learned something today about yourself and how the Lord wants to multiply and bless you with your time, your treasures, and your talents so that you may release wonderful blessings to others in the way that he has created you to. I also wanted you to prayerfully consider attending our Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop that will be held in Lebanon, Oregon, October 21st to 23rd, 2022. You will experience three days of carefully facilitated Jesus encounters, drawing you closer and increasing your intimacy with Christ. You will experience miraculous healing, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, and equipping you for your calling with an increased anointing and clarity about your destined purpose. Check out our information at spiritlifeworkshops.com. The link will be below this episode. And we hope to see you there. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.